0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host Sean Garner. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And also here, after I like, think two weeks, he hasn't been with us, Daniel Anderson. Hello. All right. Well, we got one heck of a show with uh, Sony giving us a lot of controversy with deciding to hike up the price of the PS5 everywhere, but in the United States. We have Microsoft and Nintendo deciding that they're not going to do that and what that's going to cause. We also have a lot of movement between both console makers going into mobile and PC and pretty much making their intent rather known on that. And we're talking about a lot of other things as well right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Alright, well, just to get this out of the way, as always, a little bit of housekeeping here. If this is your first time watching or listening later on the podcast, or if you've watched or listened plenty, we always appreciate that. Thank you, and you can help us out a lot by subscribing on the YouTube channel. Go to W2 Network on YouTube. And then subscribe there, ring that bell, you get whatever it is that we post. There's also non-video game stuff as well. If you're into anime, we have Talk to Keiki. They also have podcasts as well. You can go subscribe there. And then Relative Broadcasting does all your entertainment stuff. They just did a review of The Samaritan before we went on. That's the new uh, Sylvester Stallone film, so you can go check that out. And They do uh, metal music reviews and TV shows and other things as well. So definitely want to go check out what the Radlitch crew is doing. And of course, you can also listen to us on podcast form, go subscribe, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon, whatever it is that you choose to listen on. We're on there. And again, you can watch on Twitch as well. And now even on LinkedIn, if you go to my LinkedIn page, we are live there right now. So Weird that StreamYard just keeps adding things. I'm waiting for them to add TikTok and then we'll eventually just be live on TikTok at the same time. So anyway, guys, uh, let's I guess start with it's sort of old news by now. We're getting to it, but it's still, I think, probably the biggest news uh that's happened in the last week. Um, probably because I don't know how much you watch GamesCom after the opening night live stuff that ended over the weekend, but it uh, sent Twitter and all social media flutter, especially if you live outside of the United States. Uh, Sony just decided due to global inflation and other, th- other things, they have decided to raise the price of the PlayStation five to what amounts mostly in many regions to like the increase of $50 uh, for both of their units um, or 50, of whatever currency that you are in in that region, whether it's Japan, whether it's UK, whether it's Europe, whether it's Africa, other parts of Asia, Australia, New Zealand, it basically covers everything. Look, I, neither ne- none of us, the three of us here are all United States based, so we can't give you that perspective, but we can give you a perspective of obviously knowing people, uh, whether it's inside gaming or out of gaming that live in other regions. Um, I know somebody that I write with another site that was fuming at this that lives in Australia. We've had him on the show before, uh, Carl Smart. So from from Outer Haven, I- I'll go to you first, Mark. I mean, do you feel like this is a big deal? This is a, Sony's justified in this, or Sony's being greedy? What is your thought on on this I decision? Mean,
1: it's probably just a needed deal. Like, most of the allocation is going to USA anyway, so they're not going to screw up that too too much. But, yeah, parts are more expensive, and even though they're, you know, slowly whittling down the uh, innards of the PS5, it's still an expensive console to make.
0: Right, they did just start releasing a kind of smaller, not not a slim version, but a less heavier version of the PS5 that they kind of started rolling out. Uh, yeah, it,
1: recently people haven't cracked it open yet, but I imagine like the heatsink is smaller, or it's like a different, slightly different die for the EPU or whatever. But
0: yeah, Daniel, do you have any thoughts on on this?
2: Uh, I think it's big in the fact that I can't remember the last time a company has actually increased the price of an existing console without something being changed I, on it.
1: The Oculus Quest too.
2: Well. That's true, but they did also mm-hmm. get rid of the lower price point, or the lower memory, and then up it. But I mean, and they
0: also included a game with it as well. So. Yeah,
2: it's just it's not something that you see a lot. And I mean, everybody knows that Sony was losing money on every PS5 sold. It's just surprising to see it actually happening. And I do wonder if I'm sure there's some reason behind the fact that they're doing this. That They're not releasing necessarily, but I just kind of wonder how much money are they actually losing? And are they in some of these other areas of the world not seeing the game sales to justify taking as big of a hit as they might be in the U.S. where they're making more money on the game sales versus not?
0: I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Daniel, most console makers sell their consoles at a loss. And they just recoup that in software sales. So it is extremely weird to see a console maker just to say, oh, we're up in the price of our console. Like by this time, two years into the PlayStation 4 cycle, they lowered the price. So really weird that you decided to not. It'd be different if you said, "Okay, across the board, even in the United States, we are up in the price but it seems like it's like you mentioned there is a supply demand here but it's also their biggest competition is here in the United States and Sony is much more United States based now than they used to be in the past they they've not forgotten Japan by any means but they are much more of a American focused company now than they used to be so there's direct competition here that they don't want to lose to they're already kind of dealing with the fact that there's a console out there that is much cheaper than the standard edition ps5 and now you're gonna if you raise the price here even more when it comes to holiday time what does that look like for a lot of people you know especially in this inflation era which i'm sure will affect the holidays of what people buy and all that kind of stuff um we'll we'll have to see it when we get there but I'm sure it will start affecting people's pocketbooks of how much, how many presents and what they decide to buy uh, when we get to, to those holiday months. I mean, do you, is there any thought that it is, is it based? Do you think that there's something that they're not saying about, well, how bad does it look if Nintendo and Microsoft both say, oh, we're not lowering our price. And here we are jacking up the price of 50 bucks here in the US? When not that automatically make people go buy more? Get more interested in the cheaper Switch and cheaper Xbox, especially when you got a Series S out there.
2: I mean, I think it will. I think people will. Well, let me rephrase. I think parents will start looking at it more, thinking, well, especially with cross-platform play at where it is. Unless you're planning on playing one of the first-party exclusive games, there's no, there's really no real, true reason for a normal person to want a PS5 over an Xbox Series X, performance-wise, for most games. I'm not going to say there aren't any, but for the most part, you're not going to notice a difference. And come holiday, when parents are spending money, that $50 is going to be a big price point to look at and wonder, should I just go with the competitor?
0: Mark, do you I, as the one person here that only owns the PS5, uh you do have a switch but you don't have the the Xbox equivalent right what what do you as somebody that's only basically let's say a PS5 mainly gamer what do you think about that because for me the PS5 is only a exclusive console system like i don't i don't when there's there's multi platform things or obviously with game pass uh you know fifa have on the xbox like my PS5 is only when there's a PS5 only thing or a PS4 only thing I play it on there. Anything else, it's played on Xbox or obviously, you know, like, the blade? I'm playing that on Switch. What do you say to that? Like, do you think? I mean, obviously, there's God of War that's going to be out in November, December. But wouldn't you say that that's kind of true? Like, there's not a lot of games out for, I guess, either, for either system right now that's really making it like, oh, man, I need to buy this during that holiday season.
1: I mean, maybe, but, you know, Xbox has Forza and that's currently about it. And like, you know, a old Halo game and say what you want, but at least Sony has more, well, better exclusives like Final Fantasy or God of War or Last of Us again. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's a, I mean, 50 bucks is a, it's, it is an issue, I guess, but I think like the momentum is still with the PS5. Like, the whole stock issue? I mean, maybe this will yeah. get get PS5s on, on store shelves in other countries. If people can't have to, like, wait to buy them. But that's about it.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think, to me, it just looks like, what does it say about Sony that they're spending, seems like, a bunch of money in other places, right? That's not gaming-related. And then, obviously, Microsoft's a huge company. They just went out and bought Activision, Blizzard, whatever. Uh, they can take the loss right but it's like nintendo outside of that mario movie that's out there in development they really and 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 their theme park that you know the part of the theme parks they're really only a game maker so like what does that say that sony is the only one that has to raise the price and the other two are like ah no we're good
1: well, Sony like, makes bad decisions with other with their other companies or other divisions, but the PlayStation has generally always been profitable. So, I wouldn't blame PlayStation for this. I'd blame Sony itself. and I'm right, sure I mean, my, like, I'm, would you well, say
0: that them deciding to invest in movies, and we're going to talk about the the mobile studio they just bought? They're they're now they're heading more towards let's let's do things with PC. I mean, they seem to be widening their scope could could investing in all of that and seeing that bottom line of, Oh man, we're really having problems with like getting this PS five out there. Maybe we should cover that with jacking up the price a little bit to cover those losses. I mean, maybe if you didn't, if you roll back some of those investments, you wouldn't have to.
1: Well, it's
0: not, no, because they're investing
1: in their own, in their own brand. They're not, you know, The, the Sony, the parts of Sony that always lose money are like their TVs or their like laptops and computers. So, and believe me, I'm sure Microsoft is losing money on every Xbox sold also. They're just hesitated to have more pockets to, you know.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, that is why. I mean, Microsoft's a much bigger company. They can take that. Yeah. uh,
1: I mean, I don't think the Switch is losing money anymore. Or if it is, it's like very negligible that. Right. Their sales finally
0: started declining right um well no so it's a full cool technology so it's you new know. yeah but that also could be due to you know ship chip shortage as well and then the big games are coming out later not in this time period that they're saying they've had the decline so their big games are coming out towards you know next month and then the holidays of pokemon so they still have some time to recoup some of those uh losses as well but
1: this. Did they say, did they say yeah. if this bundle comes with Horizon or not?
0: I mean, that's the thing, right? Is um, with the U.S. when you go and try to find the PS5 now, most of the time you're going to find it with the including for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which would essentially make it fifty dollars more here.
1: I mean, as a free game, so, essentially. So,
0: right, but you're taking the cost of getting the game that. You would say that many people would probably want it, right? But there may be many that don't. And yeah, so, you can say about like yeah. most,
1: bundled, you know, most bundled games.
0: Right, I mean, I, I would say that, and it has shown pretty quite frankly that I think most people would be okay with getting Mario Kart included with their bundle with the Switch. But, you know, and, and in years past, maybe not this year, but in years past, you would probably say that same with Halo. Um, maybe I would say different if you're if God in War was included instead of Horizon, but essentially you are paying that extra fifty dollars, but you're getting a game instead of oh the whole console costs fifty dollars, and then that's on top of a game or on top of getting needing to get an extra controller and all that stuff. I mean,
1: yeah, but in your Australia yeah. argument, the game would be like eighty bucks, so you're actually still getting. Well, a good but deal. that's <laughs> the
0: thing, though, right? That's the thing, though. In these other countries. The games themselves cost more money. So you're jacking up the price over there where things are even more expensive anyway. And where it's relatively been the same in the United States, you're not. So I can see where in other countries it's really seen as very, very unfair because you're already charging them way more for games. Now you're going to charge more for the console too. It's like, I don't know. It seems like, why pass this on to consumers and and give yourself bad press when you don't need it. But do you think this is, is because they are the seen as the leader, like they can do this. Are they being a little bit arrogant here or this is really about money, saving the money. Uh, Second one.
2: (laughs) I think it's a combination of both. I think I would guess they think that they can get away with it because they are the leader. But at the bottom line it is because of saving money it's just a little one and two playing in together.
0: yeah, I would also err on the side of it being both they are effectively trying to save money it's there's no doubt they're trying to cut the get more of that cost back that they're losing and also let's be honest if they were in the shoes of Microsoft and they had been down that whole last gen, would they really want to take the hit? I don't know, maybe not. Because they don't want anything that would give the chance to allow the other competitors to get ahead of you. But right now they may see it and just say, okay, well, there's no way we can really do anything else. We can't really make a difference as far as how many PS5s we can get out there. Uh, You know, uh, we haven't uh, released the PSVR 2 yet. Like, this is kind of where we're going to be. So let, why not let's do this and try to gain something in the, the short. But I don't know. I don't know if this helps them in the long run when you're already kind of getting negative press here and there from other things. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But you could argue that some of the decisions Sony has made this, I guess, with this current gen hasn't always been with the consumer in mind, uh, to be honest. So that being said some let's look at uh let's look at something else that sony has done this week they have purchased savage games which is a mobile game studio now to be fair i wouldn't say either three of us are like big mobile gamers probably hardly at all i'll play something on my with uh, xcloud on my phone uh or do remote play with my phone but i'm not other than this like music rhythm game that I'll play sometimes, there's really not games that I go and seek out on my phone. Uh, Ever Crisis is probably going to be the first one of those in a long time whenever that does uh, come out. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put that on Switch pretty quickly. But who knows? Considering how long they have still not put the Pixel remasters on Switch, you just never know with Square Enix, by frankly. But that's another story for another day. What do you guys make of this? Cause between Sony pretty much saying in their PlayStation blog posts that they are very much looking to make put their franchises on mobile. And then also Phil Spencer kind of coming out and saying, well, the reason why we did this Activision Blizzard King thing is because we want to put more on PC and we want to do more with mobile where we haven't really done other than putting Xcloud out there and all that stuff. Does console gamers be frightened or preoccupied with console makers deciding that they want to make a push into mobile which quite frankly if you look at the way things have been going for mobile it's actually been going trending down with uh inflation and everything else people aren't spending as much on mobile as they used to should we be concerned with this of like oh we're gonna go more towards making games on on mobile and PC and and perhaps leaving the not having such a big focus on on consoles.
2: Yeah, I think it's more trying to get their established franchises a bigger audience than focusing on just one thing. I don't think we're going to see a mobile only Halo game like we did with Diablo Immortal where it right. advances the storyline in a meaningful way. We might see a side game. We might see a side story, but we're not going to see any main entries in the franchises like that. I think it's just to try to get brand awareness out there, get people thinking about playing Halo, even when they're not at home, get people thinking about years of war when they're not at home, whatever. Uh, with Sony, they're going to be doing the same thing with, i would assume, God of War, Last of Us, maybe like what we had with, uh, fallout a few years ago the fallout shelter just yeah or like try yeah something like that with last of us for example just to try to get the franchises out there and keep them in mind even though they're not there's not a new game coming out right right away
0: or
1: like you know Temple couple run of uncharted
0: yeah i i mean that is kind of interesting like what how would they do a last of us mobile game you know that they, they couldn't just You're like hitman go you think it would be like that like like Hitman Go or Tomb Raider or, you know, Lower Croft Go or... Yeah. Okay, so you're saying this is more of, like, the Nintendo route of, we'll use mobile to kind of get people into our console games, get them to see if they want to take the step of buying a PS5 or, you know, Microsoft already lets you do that with the with Game Pass you can pretty much play many of their the Game Pass games or do remote play with your console if you have that. So I mean I can directly see the connection right because you get King, you get Candy Crush, which are like it's still the leader in mobile games when you look at like their sales and and people that are using it. I but you know we've seen we see Sony do the Microsoft thing, right, where they try to have a phone and that didn't work. Right, um, Nintendo has been able to sort of with like let's say Fire Emblem and and a few others make some inroads, but they kind of drop that after a while, right? Like we don't really hear of Nintendo making mobile games that much. I mean, they're even the Mario Kart Tour; they're putting the tracks in the the course pass thing that they're making. So, like, do you think this could wind up being more of a Oh, we're making this, and then it doesn't do as well as they think it will, and then they have to wind up retracting.
2: I mean, it could. I mean, at this point, you might as well try to. I mean, again, they're. I think what they're going to be doing is more taking their established brand names and franchises and putting them on mobile, trying to get people interested in it, like what Nintendo did, but probably a little bit more insistent on it than what Nintendo was. Nintendo kind of felt half-hearted in a way because it just it went away really quick i think what you're going to see is more of a focus and just trying to keep franchises in existence being not necessarily talked about but in the somewhere on somebody's mind it's that instead of 3 years away from a game being released they put out a trailer and people said oh yeah that ip and that franchise existed
0: yeah um i i agree with you there is interesting that they're going this route. I mean, I, I still I still think it's kind of just weird to see them say we're doing this like now. Um, you would think they would have tried to start doing that uh let's say a few years ago. And this is relatively like a a new studio. This is not like oh a studio that has a yeah, ton they don't have, of yeah. they don't have any credits or anything, so yeah, it's it's pretty much like almost buying them without really almost like Haven, like we're buying them to, all right, we're going to just, you will just do stuff with our PlayStation uh, IP. Uh, According to the blog, they're saying this is a newly created PlayStation studios mobile division, which will operate independently from our console development and focus on innovative on the go experiences based on new and existing IP. Um and Savage is already working on a new unannounced AAA mobile live service action game. Um
1: That'll that'll be Destiny.
0: <laughs> what well why wouldn't Destiny just put Destiny on some sort of has, mobile version? If you know? they're not
1: if they don't like know mobile that well or right. they're busy with actual important shit, then they can hand it out to someone else and go here you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Jim Ryan also said that he expects half of its annual releases to be on PC and Noble by 2025. So, I mean, isn't that something to be said? That, like, you're really expecting PC and Noble to really carry uh, much of your product. And it seems like they're focusing, you know, heavily... We've talked about this before. They have this heavy focus on live service right now that they're really trying to get going at Sony. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to poo poo it because we've seen how live service can take off. and I mean, we've also seen how it can be terrible as well. Um Do you, you think we're going to see, I mean, it feels like every time we make this uh, assumption, right? Like i saying, okay, this is where gaming is headed. And then winds up that, Not everybody is ready to accept that. Like, even in this, would be what three years from now. Is this what gaming is going to be? Like, we're just everything is a service. And no, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Anyway, I I really don't want everything to. do companies like wish it.
2: that it was so that they could make more money? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> but will, will it happen? Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. The absolute worst time to try to get people paying a bunch of stuff over time is during the recession when they're cutting spending.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I wondered too. Like, Let's say this recession goes on longer than anybody wants it to go. Um, let's say it goes into, you would think that Biden, his age, may not run again. So let's say it goes into 2024, and that's just the United States. That doesn't even count globally. This is going to be a global recession, and we're already seeing the global inflation. Um, I mean, that this is probably not a great time to tell people to, oh, hey, let's sign up for a game. But also, wouldn't this mean that you could now have your favorite live service game that you pour all the money into, and then you don't buy the single player game you don't buy the the next big thing or whatever or those let's say that you don't buy a bunch of the indie titles or whatever because you're now expecting you're you're now going to just be dedicated trying to save money and say okay well i'm just going to pay a bunch of call of duty Warzone or uh insert other live service game here Like, couldn't it go that way as well
2: I think it's more likely that people would start buying the smaller games that they can get for less money and still have a wide range of experiences versus one game as service where it's the same thing over and over and over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also think this is where uh, the PlayStation Plus and Game Pass is going to come into play. We're going to start seeing those. I mean, Mark and I talked about the whole like Sony blocks games from getting put on Game Pass. Um, could Sony use that to their advantage and then thus make the deals to make PlayStation plus more of a initiative for people. And that way you're saving money that way. And you're not, you're not buying all these third party games, but you're playing, you're paying the subscription to to play them on PlayStation plus instead. Could we see that happen? Or do you think Sony's just going to keep doing what they do where it feels like premium is almost unnecessary at this point because they, They really haven't been adding the classic titles that people have expected.
2: I'm not sure. It's hard to figure out what Sony's doing because there's so many different things that seem like it's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're not adding the titles that everybody thought that they would. So what are they waiting on? Are they planning on doing something else? I mean, honestly, my next thought of what will end up happening is kind of what we're seeing now with uh, Game Pass where, Microsoft made a big deal about having League of Legends are going to be hitting all Heroes Unlocked and everything. I think we're going to see some of these service games start trying to get new people from Game Pass and PlayStation Plus and start nickel and diming people to death, getting the optional stuff, the the skins, the cosmetics, cosmetics, the stuff like that.
0: The the stuff we see with Fortnite all the time, right? Why do they pay all this big money? To have all these like licenses with Fortnite, right? Because it yeah. brings people in,
2: and I think right. that's what we're going to start seeing more with the with Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. These other games that used to not be involved with it start uh, kind of coming into partnerships and getting people a taste of the game, and then letting them spend money to try to advance.
0: Yeah, like what do you think about? There was a stat shown, I think I saw a couple of weeks ago, that PC Game Pass has actually gotten more games this year than console Game Pass. Now, obviously, that has something to do with the blocking, par- partially. But, you know, uh Phil Spencer himself said that, you know, they're focusing a lot on PC Game Pass because there are just so many more games that they are able to... Get through the PC that they can't get through console because it's not been made for console or like the Riot Games deals, right? They're gonna bring that to Xbox eventually, but it's gonna come to PC first because it's already there. I mean, does this make this much more of a. Does this now make PC Game Pass much more compelling than, say, console? No,
2: more compelling. It just gives people uh, that. Might not have had a reason to look at it before a reason to look at it now.
1: Yeah, plus there's a huge, you know, for as much games as there is on the Xbox, the PC has so, so much more vast, like, a library that they could add if they actually wanted to spend the money to. So that's the other reason.
0: All right, fair enough. I mean, let's bring another company into play here. Because of all these acquisitions... And because we almost saw it happen to them, right? Uh, they were on the brink of making a deal with NBC Universal to be bought by EA. Now there was a rumor going around for a while that Amazon was going to buy. Is this one of those, like, we've seen this so many times that you kind of don't care at this point? Or would you really actually worry about if Amazon bought EA?
1: No, because they don't, they don't want to be in the games anymore in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, EA... EA is already seen as a big corporate an evil corporation. I don't think Amazon buying the evil corporation is really going to change people's opinion of them. And at least at first it's going to probably spur Amazon to try to make some changes that people want just to get the good publicity out of it. I also think really at this point, EA isn't doing anything beyond their established franchises for whatever reason. And people are ready to see something different.
0: You think Amazon would actually help with that, or would Amazon just further that in saying we really just want to make money here? So you keep doing your FIFA Ultimate Team and, and making money there, and uh, you know whatever other thing that makes them money at this point.
2: Well, I mean, Amazon right. does have the big MGM. All the movies, uh, they got their original shows. They could, I really think Amazon could do some stuff with their existing IPs in a video game form that if they owned EA, that might make it more possible that it would happen. Uh, imagine, an, and this is just off the top of my head, but take Mass Effect, the engine, the expanse. I right. mean, imagine an expanse game or a game set in that universe. Exploring the belt, exploring the solar system in the ships, and doing what you want.
0: Well, I, an actual game, not like the the telltale narrative thing that they're doing. Right, but yeah,
2: yeah. I don't want to say MMO, but just kind of like Starfield, only the expanse. But I mean, it's and then you've also got stuff like James Bond. I think they don't they own. I know they're yeah. the streaming home for it, but I think they own part of it too. Uh, everything MGM. So they, they own Stargate. You could have a Stargate MMO finally. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of things that they could do with their properties that imagine a boys video game with that humor in a, some type of video game form. I mean, there, there's stuff there that they could do. It's just, they have the properties. They just need to figure out if they're, if they really want to go into the video game aspect of it.
1: I don't think they do. That's the thing, is you know the the new World came out that kind of bombed, and the law uh, Lost Ark is decent, but they didn't make that. They just published it. Like they don't want to I mean, like make games.
0: <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, Mark, but wouldn't it be different if you're talking about established franchises instead of having to make your own? Like you have EA that has all these, you know, Madden FIFA. All the sports stuff. You have uh, you know, maybe they can figure out a way to make Battlefield actually viable. Um that's the
1: thing is like EA's yeah. franchises right now aren't doing too well. Like I should right. do that Madden clip.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's that happens in all these games. I mean let's And not... like,
1: you know, battle like you just said, Battlefront or Battlefield sucked this year last year. Who knows when Mass Effect's coming out of Dragon Age. And they that's all I kinda have. Like they don't do anything else anymore
0: yeah no i mean that's totally fair outside of the like you know the ea uh published like indie games and uh things like that you really don't see them uh do a lot Uh, at least they're making these games and not like activision where they made their whole studios only focused on one game you know that's the thing is like perhaps having that amazon money if it were to happen right um would allow them to go back in the back catalog and maybe come out with some of these games that people have been wanting them to make for a while, but they won't because they're too worried. It won't sell.
2: Well, and also if we're looking at the fact that EA is making money, so it's not like they're buying a company that's losing money and trying to turn it around. It's yeah. Okay. We're going to take this company that's making money. We're going to change some of the decisions that have proven not to have worked in the last couple of years. We're going to fix that. and fix what the fans didn't like, and just other than that, go at it.
0: Yeah, I uh, love that I uh, had someone chime in and kind of late to the combo of Sony being evil. I don't I don't know if they're evil per se, but obviously, you know, people yeah, aren't going to like know, the We all
1: know Microsoft isn't the Force is good, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, they have obviously helped themselves with uh, the decisions that they've made, uh, and then you know, th- they come out with that uh supposing we kind of knew it was going to be like this because how are you going to you could IP lock everything. But the fact that they have basically embraced that they know that this family plan is going to be a friends and family plan. So they went ahead and just named it that it's not official, but it was leaked apparently. So we'll see well, how far also, that goes. But if you're yeah. talking
2: about evil companies, if Microsoft or Sony did half the things Nintendo did about. Copywriting claims, yeah. and everything else. I mean, th- people would be up in arms. So <laughs> uh,
0: that's the thing is, Nintendo gets away f- with it because yeah. they do so many good things with their games. And but it's like the the thing about going after people for uh, taking like taking them down because they put soundtracks of games that they they won't release the soundtracks for. So like, how else are people supposed to listen to this music?
2: Well, and like, I mean, they'll like, go after. They'll try to remove a game just for having a clip of the soundtrack in it, even if you're discussing the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean they're they're very heavy-handed, worse yeah, than I, worse than Sony or Microsoft. And if either one of those two tried it, you'd have people up in arms about it. But because it's Nintendo, they seem to get a pass from a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean they're the Disney of. Of video games, no doubt. And I'm not saying that I
2: hate Nintendo by any means. I'm just saying you can't say Sony is evil, Microsoft is evil, Nintendo is evil. All of them have their bad aspects and crazy stuff that they do, and you just have to take the good with the bad and not just blame the other people.
0: Right. uh, Do do y'all feel like we've had two passes at this already? Do you feel like it's now a not if, but when? We finally just see EA yeah, has been purchased by somebody.
2: Depends if they're I mean, looking to sell. Eventually, maybe. But yeah, it,
0: it depends if they do want to sell or not. I mean, they have talked about it's not really a sell. They want to merge with somebody because they want to keep Andrew Wilsenberg. He See, is. That, that's like, not going to happen.
1: It, if, someone, if someone just wants to buy him, yes. But, th- you know, this guy keeping his job, no. They're going to be like, no, we want to own you or we want to own the company.
0: Screw yeah, up. I mean they could very well let him keep his job, right? But he wouldn't be as he wouldn't have as big a position because it's now Amazon or Apple or somebody else owns them. And now they might let Andrew Wilson kinda stay as the head of EA wherever that is, but, but then he he's not to- making the final decisions, it's somebody else.
1: Well you just have to answer to someone, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The the CEO yeah. of Embracer Group
0: or whatever. I mean, but that's the thing. Even if they merge, even if you have a merger, there's always somebody that has final say in that merger. Like, you don't get free autonomy in these mergers. There's somebody, whoever put up more of the money is the one that ends up deciding how much power that other company is going to wind up having. So... Even if they merge, whoever it is that merges with them still decides they they could make a contract where Andy Wilson has to stay, but how much power he winds up having, that other company could still decide exactly what that is. You know, so that's that's just a weird thing of like, oh well, we won't that that that's part of the reason apparently that that NBC deal didn't go through is because they wanted it to be under these terms specifically, and NBC was like or Comcast was like uh I don't think this is going to work. So (laughs) Um, aside from, I think the money apparently was, was also not didn't match up either, but to end this uh, talking about companies and all this stuff, because of all this stuff that's been going on, Bandai Namco apparently is also afraid of losing some of their IP and losing some of these studios to purchases. How many times have we heard rumors of Sony's buying from software? Can you imagine what that does to Bandai Namco? If all of a sudden they're no longer the publisher of From Software games,
1: they still got other anime games. They'd be
0: fine. I don't know about. Have you seen what Elden Ring has done this year? Well, yeah, but, none but of those the, games are doing that.
2: Like, but I mean, that's the trade-off with just being a publisher versus owning the studios.
0: Yeah, right.
2: That's the risk you run. Now you're not having to take as much of a monetary hit. I mean you're not responsible for all of the money involved in the development of the game, but you're also not <laughs> if that company it. gets bought, you're out of luck. Yeah.
1: You, you get passed out, so could I we mean, see Van
0: Dynamico eventually just decide that they're gonna buy from software? Or they, they in they, in the support they, they say that they have the money. They should. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But then again, from software might not want to be bought. Right, I mean, unless right. you're talking about some type of hostile takeover where you're paying two, Literally, three times what the company is yeah. actually worth, you're not going to make somebody sell to you.
0: No, no doubt. Uh, I mean that that is an interesting thing. Of like, do you really want to become the all we do is anime games company? Because that's really going to put you down the bottom of the totem, you know, the totem pole. And they're already have they already get a lot of. Let's say working with Nintendo on Smash Brothers and and other games. Uh, so I mean they also own other things like Pac Man or not own, but I you know the publishers of like you know the the old uh, Pac Man no, stuff. That would, they just so don't Pac Man. Okay, yeah. I'm just any any of these studios that they work with, right? They do have to be worried about oh, could another company come and gobble them up because. Well, look at what, yeah. They gotta start paying for them. They gotta start buying them, <laughs> then, or you know, yeah.
1: locking in contracts. Like it's, it's on them to lose. So,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, look at what Nintendo does, right? Like they, uh, they, when they feel like their studios being threatened, they go out and buy them. So Ben and Emco might have to do the same thing here, and just pony up the money or sign, make a deal about having IP rights or. Make a deal about, um, you know, something, uh, to, you know, first, first decision, first choice on whatever game from software makes or something, because it could very well happen. We could see it happen. I mean, Sony could, what if Sony came in with a bunch of money for from software and pulled them away and said, all right, we're making this exclusive. So you don't get any more money from. Having your game be put on Xbox or it's called uh, Bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I guess I am saying, though, they could decide to take all of the, you know, the next games that are made and say, okay, well, that's that's on only on our system. So, Ben and I come, sorry, you're, you know, you're out. Um, but that we're probably gonna be talking about this more. I mean, how many weeks should we talk about Ubisoft here? Uh, so, but
1: again nothing yeah. ever changed so yeah yeah
0: we'll we'll see um if we get any more uh, of this year but it was just very interesting that Sony has just been like scattershotting everywhere um with stuff and seeing think, what sticks
1: yeah I don't think Jim Ryan is a good
0: CEO <laughs> Yeah that's what I was going to ask like Jim Ryan seems to be like just he's I mean he it's obviously forward thinking right like let's let's you know Microsoft's doing okay with putting stuff on PC. Let's put our stuff on PC. Let's go on mobile. Let's make. Uh, let's do what uh, Nintendo is doing a little bit and put some of our RP on on in movies and TV shows. I mean, um, he's making a lot of decisions. Uh, Horizon got some info on their TV show. Uh, was it the director uh, or the showrunner? I'm sorry, Steve Blackman. Yeah. who's also known for Umbrella Academy is going to be developing the horizon TV show. Any thoughts on, I
1: I, I don't watch that umbrella Academy. So
0: (laughs) uh, my daughter loves that show. So um, if it was up to her, I'm sure this would be a good decision. I mean, I think this is cool. I like, I've heard nothing. I've heard everything I've heard about umbrella Academy is, is good. So I think it only bodes well for horizon as far as, you know, having a, such a well run, show now he's your showrunner so let's yeah, see what I mean, happens it is promising
2: but it's going to take more than just a showrunner to make the show a success
0: right it's it's about casting obviously and writing and everything else yeah. so uh we'll see what what happens there but okay that, that's enough of uh <laughs> talking about companies here i think um for a while but we had some good discussions there let's Let's actually talk about... Well, we don't really know too much about it, but let's talk about a game here. Uh, there's a new Mafia game in development at Hangar 13. Uh, of course, they've been celebrating 20 years of the franchise. They had that uh, Mafia 1 remake come out, which was well-received. Does anyone care
1: about Mafia, though?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's sold pretty decently, so there's got to be people that care about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so you don't care about these these mafia games at all, then?
1: I can okay. I can look at old Playboy on my own, thank you. <laughs> okay,
2: I mean I haven't I mean, I played you. I haven't played them, but if it looks good, I'll give it a shot. It's just at this point, I haven't been really interested in any of them.
1: Fourth one, it's a charm, right?
2: Right? <laughs> right. Hey, you never know.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why they got to a third one. Yeah. Right. I mean, enough of these. I yeah, know, but they don't these, like yeah.
1: They don't pump them out regularly. Or it's not like a I mean there was a long gap between Mafia 1 and 2 and even then 2 and 3. So I'm sure the Mafia 1, you know, report or port was like, "Hey, this is something quick you can put out real, real fast." So people will buy it hopefully.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is uh like it's it's good that they've been able to be there for 20 years and it and they're still making these games and they're now I mean, it's the one like I don't really know something else that Hangar thirteen's really known for, so I mean that's they gotta keep going with what works, right? Keep making these uh mafia games because uh oh I man. mean that's
1: all yeah, that's literally all they do. <laughs> and they didn't well they didn't even make the first one, or first two rather. So
0: Yeah, they uh yeah, I mean they're part of the two K family and all that. Um, I'd be more interested if like EA brought that
1: like Godfather game back, or, or the uh, not God, not Godfather. Yeah, B. Godfather. Well, or, or that Scarface game.
0: And that's, but wasn't that Scarface game like it was okay, right? It wasn't, right? You know, this, and, and then Godfather mean, like, Ma- went through the same thing where the first one was good, the second one was not great.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, Mafi yeah. just has like no personality, so that's why like it doesn't interest me at all.
0: All right. I mean, fair enough. So, but I mean, that's happening. So good for here 13 and 2k uh, to keep going with that. Uh, We got a little bit more information on that Assassin's Creed. It's official. Well, not officially. Apparently it's being rumored that it's called Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, That's that back to basics Assassin's Creed game that Mark might be a little bit more interested in uh, because it's the Assassin's Creed that he likes uh, it's also the one set in the Middle East in Baghdad uh, it's being made by Ubisoft Sport Do studio in France uh it's supposed to come out in 2023 they did release some stuff about it so the game's gonna take place in eight between eight 860 and 870 in Baghdad during the Anarchy in Samar- Samara it's supposed to have separate cities that you can explore like Assassin's Creed one uh it's supposed to be strongly inspired by the first Assassin's Creed uh it's not gonna have dialogue choices uh, gender choice no more leveling uh, they are gonna have the eagle vision though I mean and also apparently there's a remake of AC1 that might be secretly being made as well what do you think about all this uh, mark I mean does this inter- make you interested in that? Game instead of the uh, Assassin's if, if, Creed Infinity.
1: If anything, it makes me a little less because I didn't like Assassin's Creed One at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I want to know who actually liked Assassin's Creed One because a lot of people kind of just—it's almost become like the lost Assassin's Creed at this point, right? Like everybody did. wants to say it started at two. Well, that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean, I—I yeah. I think it did reasonably well. I mean, hell, it got a sequel, but I mean, I think they were too invested in it for it to fail. So the first one came out and wasn't good, and they're like, "Okay, well, how can we actually fix this?" And they made then they made two.
2: I mean, I'm yeah. fine with them doing a stealth focused game where you're paying right. more attention to working on your skill, like your skills as a player, not the character's skills in the game. I mean, I'm fine yeah, with I mean, that.
1: I, I doubt you'll be teleporting around or like having instant, you know, killing hundreds of guys like you do in Valhalla or like some- Odyssey or something. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, How- it'll, I think it'll be good to go back to the little to the more...
1: Smaller scale?
2: Yeah, smaller scale, one-on-one battle, sneaking up and killing your target and then disappearing, not just taking on 20 different people and your target is one of the 20 that you killed.
1: Plus, if we're not going to make a stealth Splinter saw game, might as well make, a, make an Assassin's Creed one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it would be a good idea to have, like, an Assassin's Creed 1 remake. And if you're going to make it more like the other ones, then...
1: That's the thing. You have to, like, change a lot of the gameplay dynamics of it. Right. Which I don't think... I mean, then it'd be really weird to call it Assassin's Creed 1, you know?
0: Well, but that's why it's a remake, right? You're redoing it because you think that you can make it better than... Let's say, for me, I didn't really come in Assassin's Creed until later. Like, what is some of the things that you would say okay they really nailed with 2 that weren't great in 1 that they well, would be remaking
1: in 1 it's almost like saints row kind of like you have to like investigate or build up like your like your respect meter to do story missions like you have to like follow guys around constantly to get like points to finally activate the mission to kill a guy and there's like oh, nine okay. guys to kill and that's it like there's no other story you know or or really anything
0: all right so you'd say that they expanded that yeah i mean
1: if you just like put assassin's Creed one story or like you know the the general idea and and, like you know brotherhoods game like gameplay engine or something be fine but the few ac1 purists out there would probably have a a crap fed or something
0: i mean i would hope that they I, i just don't know that you really need to be like people should understand by now like when with enough of these remakes that have come out at this point of where they're taking their vision of what they want to do with it. And they're essentially are making it their own. People kind of need to be a little bit more looser with that uh, remake. Like, listen, uh, don't go into remakes expecting shot for shot, you know, all that, like the era, there's going to be more like resident evils and final fantasies. I think nowadays, Instead of the what we're getting with Last of us, people are going to make changes that they thought didn't work back then. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to be fine with it, but like, I think also you kind of need to understand that that's why they're doing it. It's not, yeah, they're trying to make money obviously off that Assassin's Creed one. Like, I don't think we need to be going like, Oh my God, this is so unpure to Assassin's Creed one. Like I, I, Yeah. I don't know if that's the... And plus, you can still play Assassin's Creed 1. So, it's not like it's not available for you. Even on, even on the modern consoles. So, there's, there's that. But, I, let, I mean, let's see what happens with this. If they're going to... If that Assassin's Creed Mirage game does end up coming out. And uh, we'll go from there about how it's well received. So, yeah.
1: If it comes out, it should be like 30 bucks Or like, you know, 40
0: <laughs> You think they will? price it at that.
1: If it's a smaller scale game, they should. I mean, I don't think they they will try to get a, they'll try not to do that, but I'm sure they see value in like the whole big epic games that they aren't have now. So
0: Yeah, I mean, it could also be one that they have come out on the services, right? As uh, Ubisoft have been doing deals with uh, Game Pass and PS Plus. Maybe this is one of those that comes out on one of the services or both uh, to yeah. try to get people to play it and, and see if they like it. Yeah, I can see them doing that. Speaking of, you know, bringing things back, Mark, I mean, you're the fighting game guy here. Kind There's of. There's a, a <laughs> kind of, uh, more more than Daniel and I, at least. Uh, a lot of talk coming out of Evo about reviving Capcom versus SNK. Um, people have been clamoring for it, obviously. Uh, they they showed it off on some Evo posters and everything. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, there's a new, you know, King of Fighters recently came out, you know, this year. Uh, there's a, you know, obviously Street Fighter VI in development as well. Uh, what do you think about if they brought this back? I mean,
1: I never played that. Uh, I mean, I know Capcom with SNK2 has a pretty good reputation. I don't know if Chaos did or not. Um, actually, Chaos looked like it sucked based on the reviews, but SNK2 is fine. I mean, I'd say go for it, but I think
0: more people would probably be interested in Marvel vs. Capcom.
1: <laughs> I mean, no doubt,
0: no doubt then, that Marvel vs. Capcom would bring in the casuals,
1: and then also like the problem with SNK right now of you know it being owned by Saudis.
0: <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing that Saudis like though is money. So if you tell them that they can make a lot of money and uh, getting to make a game with Capcom, <laughs> of Spider yeah, with-
1: Frame. The, the question is would Capcom want to work with them or you know
0: yeah and that is a that is a big question would Capcom uh like to work with them um they just need to make another uh, card fighters game instead uh you know let just uh to, to you know bring in some of the the quotes that were referenced in this uh yeah yo know, the producer and designer of uh, the most recent King of Fighters. Um, he said that, uh, in reference to this, definitely in the future, that's something that I think everybody on all sides and both parties are interested in making a reality. Due to the reaction of those Evo posters, it definitely helped you know them reconfirm that apparently it's something that a lot of people want, especially fighting game fans. Uh, they haven't talked to anybody at Capcom about it, um, no, but I mean, you know, yeah,
1: that's a that's like a self-serving. Or, i mean that's a pretty limited uh group that you're pulling from like if you just to on a random random game gamer fan or you know gamers hey you want to see s k versus capcom like most of them would just shrug <laughs> <They're> like, maybe
0: <laughs> yeah i mean obviously you have to be familiar with with s k uh for it to matter to you if you don't care about king of fighters at all and and you really just care about like let's say street fighter and Mortal Kombat, then Probably not going to matter to you at all whether there's another Capcom versus SNK, but I, I think mean, a lot of, yeah.
1: Also, I don't think SNK, like, SNK doesn't have, like, the name recognition anymore. If it was Capcom. No,
0: definitely if it, if not. If it was,
1: like, Street Fighter versus Guilty Gear. I mean, not Guilty Gear. If it's Street Fighter versus uh, King of Fighters, then sure. The, the King of Street Fighters. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you're not joking. They could do a Street Fighter versus Guilty Gear, and I think that would get probably more recognition. Well, Gu- Guilty Gear uh, is an yeah. SNK,
1: though, but, I mean,
0: yeah. Right. I know what you mean, but, like, as far as, like, franchises go, like. Yeah, or, like, Capcom versus yeah. Arc System Works, you know.
1: Yeah, right. versus Goku.
0: Honestly, well, that's what I was going to say. I Honestly, at this point, they could do a Capcom versus Dragon Ball and see how that goes. I bet that would get a lot of attention. Um you know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure if, if they announced a Capcom versus Dragon Ball game, uh, because of how much you know Fighters was so well received, pretty sure that would probably like light everything on fire as far as um, like Twitter going crazy and everything else. Like, oh man, we're gonna have Ryu versus Goku and all, all this you know stuff. So the stuff that the the dream of Smash Brothers fans for a long time. Uh, could become a reality in your next you know next game make it happen I, I mean they put Goku in uh, they put Dragon Ball in fortnite so why not right It looks so weird but why not? <laughs> we did it uh, so yeah um, it's interesting to think about could they could they actually do that? Well think speaking of things that we do know are happening uh, we talked about the horizon show earlier, but Netflix also has that Bioshock shock movie. And it got some pretty good news as well. Um, Francis Lawrence, who directed I Am Legend and The Hunger Games Catching Fire, is going to be directing the Bioshock movie. And then Michael Green, who's worked on Logan, Blade Runner 2049, and American Gods is going to be uh, the head writer. I mean, that's two pretty good names there to be attached to Bioshock. I mean, way better than Gore Verbinski, anyway.
1: <laughs> or this, he actually makes money, or he, he's had good shit come out. <laughs> like,
0: Wait, are you saying I Am Legend is not good?
1: Yes, I am saying that. No,
0: that's that's wrong, sir. I Am Legend has, is, is a really good new game. So you're saying I, Logan is bad? Because that's not a bad...
1: Uh, I would say American Gods is bad.
0: And, I thought you liked that show.
1: Uh, I liked the first season before they fired everyone who was good on it, and yeah. behind the scenes, and then... Well, maybe they re- fired Michael that.
0: Green as well. That's why it sucked. You know, maybe, maybe Michael Green you know, was one of the reasons why it was... That, that
1: I Am Legend movie has a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, 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 I really I, like that movie, but I, yeah. That's just go
1: look up a movie called The Omega Man, and then instead... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I mean,
1: hey, yeah. them announcing this is fine, but what are the odds it actually comes out, or anything
0: actually ever happens? I, I mean, I think it will. I think it will come out. I mean, they they came out with that Resident Evil series that sucked and got canceled within like six weeks, which thank God Netflix did not try to renew that for a second season. As much as I – well, I don't know why his name is escaping me. As much as I like um, – Lance Reddick, Yeah, Lance yeah. Riddick. Uh, I, and I felt bad for him because he actually went and said thank you to all, everybody that – I watched like I think – I watched like four of the episodes and then I started with Xenoblade, and so I didn't finish watching it. But, um, I, it was not, it was not good. Let's be, let's be frank. It was, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if you could eat, I mean, I know, I think Randy was telling me he thought it was okay. I was like, I don't know that you can say this is okay, but
1: I mean, you know, it, it's, I would say compared to the other Resident Evil adaptations, it was better than some of those.
0: <laughs> well yeah, but I mean we're talking about that's some really bad stuff here. Um
1: I mean the the problem with that show honestly is like Lance Reddick was the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't like focused on him. <laughs> so it was focused on his annoying, you know, teenage daughters. And yeah, they were, the teenage
0: daughters and then the whoever that um, that woman that well, was, that was in uh, the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. but they were all except for him. There was like no actor was was charismatic or interesting in the show. Yeah, except for like the one asshole umbrella guy who was like the fat guy for like two or three episodes. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's funny that like all these shows like cast like the most like no name actors in it, or they have like one one name and that's it, and they expect well, people to I, like, I mean
0: they they gotta save. Some money because they gotta put all these actors in the Netflix movies instead. So uh I mean we just got like, what, what like
1: Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco.
0: <laughs> well yeah, and uh, what Chris Evans and uh that one is just the the oh my god the gray man, right? Um and then you know, they they bought the knives out like next two films, so they gotta they'll
1: yeah, but like, think but, about like the the Lord of the Rings TV show, the Amazon one. It has like no one you know. Well, yeah, but or like, the Wheel, of, the Wheel of Time has like one actress, kind of, that people know, and that's it. And it's like, don't you realize like having. To be fair few- to the
0: Amazon one, they're trying to kind of like create their own thing and not like bring hey,
1: in. Uh, I'm not saying bring back Hugo Weaving. That'd be rad, but I'm not saying that. But like. Yeah. Having I mean, some like, at least one or two recognizable actors would probably help. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like. I mean, look at that Twisted Metal show. Like, it has, like, you know, three or four somewhat n- named actors, you know? Like,
0: I mean, I know that's who- what I will say. At least in Uncharted, we know who the two main actors are. Yeah. Like, you know? So. Uh, same thing, like you said, with the twisted metal show or like the uh, last
1: so, of us, you, you know? Yeah.
0: Last of us. You exactly. say Nick
1: Offerman. That's all you need. Oh,
0: I'm pretty just, sure just people ca- would probably say, yeah. uh, Peter just, Pascal. just <laughs> cast <laughs> so, Nick Offerman
1: and everything. we will be all set. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is each company has their way of doing it. Uh, I think it's also like how much you're willing to bet the farm on it. Right? Like Sony really cares about their properties their IPs. So they're going to try to make this as they possibly can. Netflix has like way too much crap that they put out. So, you know, they're, they're going to try to cut nickel and dime in other places. I mean, that's why
1: I started thinking that like, everything's riding on the Lord of the Rings show. As far as Amazon streaming goes, like if it's going to be profitable or not. And it's like, that's, Wow, okay. That's not what I would, put, would have put in my money, but <laughs> Yeah.
0: I mean, but if you look at it like let's say that um House of Dragon. Like aside from Matt Smith, like I really don't know anybody that's in that show. Right. And if I didn't watch Doctor Who, I wouldn't know who Matt Smith is either. So like obviously that's Game of Thrones and they could well, literally put almost anyone now, there. There's, and, a, there's uh, a few
1: yeah. there's a few actors in that show I actually do know. Uh, but I mean yeah the mainstream
0: people yeah, you wouldn't know right so that's what I'm uh, saying like I, I just know a bunch of weird actors
1: <laughs>
0: so like Amazon doing that with Lord of the Rings and not bringing back anybody from the uh the movies I don't know that that's necessarily bad it's it's more about like can you make this good good regardless where people will watch it you know and not destroy the IP and make people hope that there's never a TV show about it again. Uh, you know. I well, they better so. not destroy
1: the IP or Embrace is going to be pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Embrace is going to be really mad about. Uh, I think they they don't get like everything from that show. I think there's like only a percentage based or whatever. Yeah, it's not, but uh, that wouldn't surprise. Yeah. me. Or, yeah. But still, yeah, Embrace is probably not going to be too happy if uh, Rings of Power doesn't do well. Because uh, I can pretty much assure you that that Gollum game probably is not going to do uh, rather well either. But who knows? Um, uh, sh- so let's get to the, the games we're playing here before we get into talking about entertainment stuff really quick. Um, I am at the end of Xenoblade 3, finally. I'm in chapter 7, which is the last chapter. Uh, so I probably don't have that much more to go. I just have, you know a few of the hero quests and then I'll get to the main stuff and I'm hoping I will be done this week.
1: So did uh, Uh, Claire ever show up? Claire? Claire from Dr. Who. uh,
0: Oh, uh, Jenna Coleman. Yeah. She has not shown up yet outside of a uh, flashback. Okay. Um, They've, they chose to focus on the uh, Xenoblade two person first. So, yeah. because the Xenoblade 1 person that Jenna Coleman is involved with uh, is further deep into the story. So, I will see her in this chapter. I'm sure that I'm in. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. But, um, no, I, I, the story, I, I got past that part of that everybody was talking about. It was very well uh, hyped and lived up to it. And further on, it has lived up to the hype the story goes. So, I'm very much still enjoying it and can't wait to get to the end and see what happens. Uh I barely started because I just want to finish Xenoblade and get through that and then be able to focus all my attention on Soul Hackers 2. I basically started the beginning of it, got like an hour or so in, so I know like the synopsis of the plot and then did like the tutorial section and that's pretty much all I've done. So Hopefully, by the time we do the show next week, I'll be able to give you actually, like, thoughts on Soul Hackers 2. Um, But before I knew I had actually was going to review the game, because I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, our good friend at 411 to just randomly message me and be like, hey, we got a code for Soul Hackers 2 on Xbox. And I was like, oh, so you're asking if I want to review the game. (laughs) He's like, yeah. I was like, uh, you sure you can't get a PS5 version? Because I'm sure Mark would be very much. Yeah, I, him I
1: emailed him and said that.
0: <laughs> He's like, uh, the game already came out. It's kind of hard for me to go and ask them now to switch it. I mean, uh, I, I knew a yeah. guy who, who was reviewing that game a month ago. He should have asked then. <laughs> yeah, I think it just, I don't know that he asked. I think it just showed up in his inbox. Um, I don't know. Uh, he, so he did send me the like review request form, but like no one ever got back to me as far as doing it for, uh, So that didn't happen. Um, when you, when you put in that code, did you get a bunch of DLC or no? Yeah, because I got it after, uh, because I was talking to, um, Scott at outer Haven, who'd been, he had the code for like you, like you said, for like at least two or three weeks, no DLC showed up until the game actually came out. Right. So, yeah, uh, when the game, because I basically downloaded it and installed it and started playing it the day it came out, all of a sudden this DLC, like, dropped for me to download. But it wasn't there beforehand. Uh, there's apparently a DLC story also that provides some, like, backstory. I heard it's uh, really good. I heard
1: the game. Yeah. I, I'm playing it also. And I heard, like, the dungeons aren't that interesting. But, like, the DLC one more, is more fleshed out or better
0: yeah that's what's weird i I was listening to that too before i knew i was going to review the game i was listening to a podcast talk about it and i was like okay that kind of sucks that most of the dungeons aren't interesting and then you have to pay ten dollars to get this dlc one that finally makes the dungeons interesting that's not really great but um, i mean
1: i don't know if i'll buy it but i already had to pay their blood money for the cheat dlc
0: uh yeah, I also I mean they also made you like you have to pre-order the digital version to get the persona uh outfits, right? And uh, so that was a weird decision as well. Uh, Alice has been making Alice with their DLC is always weird, so um that's no surprise, but it looks like the reviews haven't been that kind. They've kind of been just like okay. Um I've seen, like,
1: between, like, 7 and 8.
0: Yeah. That's that's
1: probably where I'd put it. Like, probably 8, maybe. But I'm probably being a little generous. But I think it's fine. I think they have some interesting additions to the gameplay. Or to the, uh, like, fighting engine. But, like, I got really gated on the second boss to the point where I had to buy that DLC to get past it.
0: Oh, really? That kind kind
1: of annoys me. Or annoyed me.
0: That does not... uh...
1: Because oh, at a well certain point, playing it here. <laughs> well, you have that DLC, I assume. So just activate yeah. it and you'll be all fine.
0: Because you get oh, okay. items,
1: you get like, you get three, you get basically four items. One lets you uh, create incense that like increases one of your stats, like agility or strength. One yeah. is for money. You just get at least a 5,000 yen thing item that drops every battle. One is an item that lets your a demon rank up and level. Like, uh, whenever you use the item, it gains a level. And then the other one is the same item, but but for, for your character or for your party members. Yeah. And at a certain point, you can't grind out levels in that game.
0: Mm. You just
1: won't like won't let you because it's like okay, you're you're at the max level
0: the... for that area.
1: Yeah. So like, if you try to do that, you get like one experience point per battle, or like you know five. Oh, Lord. And it's like, well, I need a thousand, you know, points to level up. And I'm getting five. Uh, This ain't going to (laughs) work.
0: So, but, like, is it just that the boss is, like, over-leveled over you? Or it's just tricky? I mean, it might have been. uh,
1: It's this guy in the subway station. Uh, I mean, I got him down pretty good. And then he had, like, two minions. One was, like, a healer and one was, like, a, a, a physical guy. And I took out the healer because that's what you always do.
0: Right, exactly. And, like,
1: <laughs> you know, halfway in, he resurrected the healer. And I'm like, well, that's great. I'm really yeah. not...
0: Like, oh, now I'm, now I'm screwed. screwed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so then once I, gr- once I grinded, like, three or four hours, and I got from, like, level 20 to level 60,
0: you know, I dusted that guy, in, like, one round. <laughs> so, I mean, so you couldn't beat him without having to use that cheat? Right.
1: I mean, I-, I think if you were, like... On your a game, and you really, you did everything right. You could do that, but I think it's I think it's designed that way to like you can't do it, you know. Normally,
2: the first boss is like the
1: first boss is like really easy, also. So that's why I was like lulled into thinking like, oh, this next boss will be fine, or you know, I got this rapping jackass, no like no issue. And then yeah, the second guy like I did like five times, yeah. And like the most like, I got in was like I don't know fifty percent or maybe like forty, and I'm like, "Wow, this sucks." And he also had attacks that were like, like one hit, one
0: shot killing me, and I'm like, "Great, thanks." So, um, I, you you're actually you know you played some of the game. I'm like, what like do seven you hours think about in. It?
1: Uh, I think it's fine. It is very. It's not. Uh, it's not Persona Five, and I don't mean that like negatively. Yeah. But it's not like the expansive RPG, you know, social game or like exploring Tokyo or anything like that. This reminds me of like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah. Where it's a much smaller uh, I heard game.
0: Some other people compare it to like more of like the Devil Summoner.
1: Ah, uh, maybe. Games. But like Devil yeah. Summoner was like more, I think it was more active, at least what I remember of it. Right. Uh, but like
0: the scope of it is more. Yeah,
1: I guess. It, yeah. I mean, I, I played Devil Summoner a long-ass time ago, so, right. <laughs> uh, like, battles are fun, or they're very quick, uh, and like, but, like, you don't have, like, you don't have a game in negotiation.
0: Right, because they're, have... you just equip them, right? They're not... Well, you just, like, find yeah. them
1: in the battlefield. Like, you just, right. like, occasionally just talk to them, and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll join you, or I'll join you if you want to pay me some yen or money or whatever, or health or whatever. Yeah, uh,
0: but but it does have the demons from Shin Megami Yeah, and, yeah and you and can and like Persona, you, yeah. you
1: can use them and I've done a lot of that. Uh so I mean it has most of the systems but it's just I don't think it's a bad game, but I think it's not as like it's, the scope of it isn't as grand as Persona 5 or SMT 5, which is good cuz I didn't ultimately I didn't like really like SMT 5 that much. Ah, uh, okay. Because of I think it was a very handicapped game on the Switch.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I think if it was on, yeah, if it was PS4, on PS4, PS5. I think, yeah, I would have liked it a lot more, or been able to get into it a lot, a lot
1: further. Really,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm glad that people that were fans of the first game, which uh, you know was much more dungeon crawly, and it's also on 3DS, which uh, again, reminder that you now cannot buy an eShop card and uh use the code on your 3ds or wii u directly uh you now need to which i don't know if you can actually do this still i i had to go and i actually forgot and it was the day that that day that i knew i was getting the the code like it was actually the the 28th which was like the day before they were going to shut this down um was I went and checked and I was like, oh good, my Nintendo ID is actually connected uh, on my 3DS already. I don't know if you can actually go through and connect it on there because they did an update. I know it disabled where you can't put the eShop cards and obviously your credit card was disabled long ago, but what do you, like, just be aware that if you do, you need to Put the, put the money on your Switch, and then it was, should connect to your 3DS or Wii U if you want to go uh, buy the first game. Or many of Atlas's games, actually, that are on 3DS, like uh, Shin Megami 10C4, uh, Strange Journey, uh, and uh, even uh, Persona Q, the first one, are 20 bucks. So if you want to go and make some last- this, uh, last-ditch 3DS purchases... Um, go do that. I bought a uh, link between worlds on there. I forgot I had twenty dollars extra, and I was like, ah, let's why not? It's it's part of that selects thing, and it's only twenty bucks. One of the best games on the 3ds, so uh, why not? Um, yeah, it, you know, so I, I'm interested to see what I I think about it. I don't have the legacy with these games that you do. Uh, yeah, so, but I, I never
1: played Soul Hackers one, so I've. You know, yeah, but there? I mean,
0: you have the the like Persona and the Shin Megami Tensei stuff. I don't. Right, I've played some of the Persona games. I haven't played any of the Shin Megami Tensei, so uh, this will be interesting for me to like go in as just an RPG fan. Yeah, uh, in general. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, more
1: Bloodborne with the ends. That's about it. I would say if you do have that DLC, use it.
0: Okay, use it because it's just like the
1: DLC that for like Tales of. Uh, the, the most Tales of rise. Like it can dramatically helps speed along the game.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, Daniel, have you played anything in the time that you have been on last?
2: Yeah, for my birthday, I was given a Xenoblade 3. I've played maybe 45 minutes to an hour of it in between. So uh, you've experienced it all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <In> right. between
2: <laughs> family and Having to work extra because people have been sick, so it's just been crazy for me at home recently.
0: Yeah, so Sunday was uh, 21st, were, it was that. Uh, yeah, so the last yeah. Sunday was your birthday. Happy, uh, belated, wait, long belated birthday, uh, Thank you. you know, for for Daniel here. What the big, the big 40? Yep, oh,
1: I am how to buy that sports car. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, uh, hopefully you get to enjoy that 100-hour game at some point there, uh, Yeah, well,
2: two years from now, I'll finally finish it.
0: Uh, Apparently, if you mainline it and don't do any of the side quests, which in this game, uh, the side quests are actually pretty good, uh, especially like the Hero Quest stuff, you can mainline it in like 50 hours, uh, but... Yeah, I don't know that you're going to. You can just brief right through that, in. man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, for an we'll, for an RPG, we'll it, that's not too bad, I guess.
2: Get it done in one year instead of two. One hour right? a week,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, trust me, if I wasn't like supposed to review be reviewing that game, I I would not be putting what is essentially like twenty hours a week into that game. Uh so that being said, I think that's um. It for like the, the games we played Just to do this uh, Really quick since we um, Usually always talk about Like what's uh, coming Out there uh, <clears throat> Here is we pretty much were In September uh, by the Time you're uh, listening To this here so Pretty much as uh, that uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R That's coming uh, this Week um Oblitz is finally coming out on switch and xbox and pc last of us part one the remake remaster whatever you want to call it is coming out as well that will be out by the time we do the show again uh the maiden abyss binary star falling in the darkness game is out the lego brawls game also comes out this week um i think by the time we do the show next week that Disney Dreamlight Valley will be out on everything, and including Game Pass. So, I might check that out before we do the show, just to be able to give some thoughts on it. Because uh, I'm sort of interested in that game. Um, I'm gonna play it with uh, with Anaya see what she thinks. So she likes those kind of games as well. Um, any anything y'all are interested in that's coming out uh, this month? that people can be looking forward to maybe y'all talking about.
1: I mean, that Turtles game.
0: Well, the, yeah, you the cowbon collection uh, that came out uh, today. Yeah. Uh, Randy show, gave me a screenshot of him playing the NES game uh, already. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I can get him to record something, give his thoughts. Um, FIFA comes Weird. out at the end of the month, so I will definitely be playing that. It um, looks
1: like they released a, a few, like, old PS2 and PS1 RPGs on PC. Oh, really? Like, Rhapsody, a musical adventure. Oh, wow, Rhapsody.
0: Dude. And uh, Lapu Cell Tactics. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, those are... um, That's part of the printy classics. Yeah. Volume 3 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, NIS. Right. That yeah. So... I will ha I, I, I looked at that today, I got an email but I was like, Oh man, I almost want to do this for Rhapsody, but uh I kinda we'll wanna see. check out that
1: that immortality game, but I doubt I will.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, Immortality. It's on Game Pass as well. You can go check that out. Came out yesterday. Uh reviews look good for it as most of these uh Sam Barlow games have been well received. So uh we'll see. Uh, I guess. Um that Temtem game also Comes to Xbox and Switch after being on PS5 for a long time. Comes out as well. So yeah, a a few things coming out. Uh, You got Splatoon Three pretty quick. Uh, Freedom Planet Two is coming out pretty quick here. Um, Oh wow, there's nobody saves the world DLC coming out pretty quick. So I mean, there's there's some pretty good stuff uh, coming out, and especially as far as like indies go. Uh, And then you got that at the end of the month you get the trails of zero. So trails from zero. So my I don't know if I'm gonna be checking that out because of FIFA coming out like that week. I don't know if I can play two hefty games at once. Uh so, but we'll see how that goes. Um so yeah, that's what you can look forward to in the next week or so. Uh have you guys watched the first two episodes of She Hulk?
2: I have. You yep. have?
0: Okay, yep. so we all have. All right, so what do you think? Um, you know, I, I think Tatiana Maslany has been doing pretty well as She-Hulk. I don't – I so do you all like – where are you at? Do you agree with uh, the people that are like review bombing and hating on it, or are you more in the camp of liking it? I mean,
2: Personally, I feel like they're, I haven't really seen enough to feel one way or the other because they're 30-minute episodes and – Right, yeah. it's a
0: comedy. I mean, yeah, but you know. I mean,
2: they're obviously building up to something, and yeah. I feel like the first, I'm, what, an hour into it with the two episodes, I just kind of, I want to get a better feel for it before I make a decision one way or the other.
1: Yeah, okay. that, that might be a show that might might be better to like watch all at once. Um, yeah,
0: I, I would say that I kind of felt that way about uh, the was it uh, the Wanda show. Like it wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't great to watch. Especially those first three episodes were kind of slow, yeah. And then, like when I rewatched it again, like all of it together with uh, with Anaya, like leading up to the Doctor Strange coming out, I had a better opinion of it because right. I could get through the ones that are slow to get to the ones that had more in it uh, quicker. So I, I think I kind of agree with you there, Mark. It might be one of those where. It doesn't have the week to week like push, but I don't know. I think so far I've liked it. I, I, it's not like laugh out loud funny. Uh, it has this moments where it's funny. Um, I thought see, the stuff with the Hulk at the beginning, like you know, in that first episode, was was good.
1: See, I think that was the better episode of the two, at least. Yeah. But having yeah. uh having cousin Larry show up in the episode two is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I feel like it just needs, I, I feel like each episode needs an extra five or 10 minutes just to make it expand just a little bit. Cause it, I feel like the episode links that we're getting right now, it's over right. As I really start getting into the groove of watching it and then it's done. Yeah. I mean, even another okay. five minutes would help.
0: Yeah. And they try to end it on the, like, I guess you could say cliffhanger.
2: And yeah. I don't know that
0: that works necessarily for like, Comedies, but yeah, I yeah, because like
1: they they haven't even introduced uh, Titania at all, really, except for like she's like one line in two episodes. Yeah. And I think she's supposed to be the main bad guy in that show. Yeah, uh, and Tim Roth is good, but you know we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll see. I, I like the dad a lot in the second episode. I thought he
1: was yeah, it's cousin Larry. What do you... Yeah, if Balky shows uh... up, it's gonna be the greatest show ever.
2: <laughs> well, we did have. Uh... Banner sitting there saying he's an entire different person. That, yeah, that was a good Back line. Bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: How, how
1: great would it be if like Ed Norton just showed up in like an episode? Yeah. Oh man, that would be cool
0: if they really did that. See,
1: I don't yeah. think he would show up, but I could see Eric Banner showing up instead. Yeah.
0: You think so? Oh uh, well.
1: Ed Norton uh, doesn't have like most people say that he doesn't have like a great sense of humor. Yeah. Or like that type of sense of humor. I could see Eric Banner doing that because he has more of a that type of like humor about himself I would say.
0: Right. Uh yeah, especially if he could get him in like in a room with uh with uh the current banner. Yeah. And, like if they have that moment where it's like, uh um, I feel like the
1: design of Suit She Hulk. Like, I don't think it looks that like that bad or that cheap
2: either. Yeah. It I looks think a lot the, better than it it looks better now than it did when it was first released in the trailer. Yeah, yeah we
0: gotta remember that that uh YouTube and Twitter don't do compression very well. (laughs) So they're going to make stuff look worse than it actually is. But I mean, it's not, it's not movie quality and you can tell the difference between she Hulk and like when they have like Hulk uh, there, but yeah, it's nowhere near as bad as people were making it seem like. Um, So all right. I mean, I guess so the opinion is we got to see more before we can really judge.
1: I mean, I like it enough that I'm actually still watching, watching it yeah and i've skipped over the the past few marvel shows so yeah
0: Yeah, i i think for me like i've been watching it on my lunch break and there's a few people in my office that also like it so we wind up kind of like watching it together so i think that's sort of helping me too but um i've been enjoying it as well we'll see um as this next episode comes this week and further on what anything else you guys want to mention. Uh, I've really enjoyed the first show of House of Dragon. I think they have certainly redeemed Game of Thrones. Uh, Matt Smith is great as the the evil brother. Um, so props to him for continuing his legacy of being awesome at what he does. Uh, so I, I don't know. Have either one of you guys watched it? Or?
1: I haven't.
0: Okay. No, I'm watching an old mid-90s
1: cop show instead.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, any, anything else y'all want to Talk about it!
2: Hey, I'm excited for college and pro football in the next week and two, or week or two. Uh, this yeah. week's college, and next week's pros.
0: Oh, of course! Yeah, when the Cowboys come back, I, that will be me on Sundays watching, uh, watching Which that pretty soon.
2: I'm excited that I have every Sunday night off, so I actually get to watch football this year.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I'll miss the one o'clock games still, but. Yeah, I get off at 4, so I'll be able to watch the 4 o'clock and, and Sunday night games now. Used to, I I can only watch the Sunday night game, so I'm happy about that as well. Anything else on your end, Mark? Or? Yeah, I'm good. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us on this episode. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, whether you watched on YouTube or Twitch, or you're gonna listen later on the podcast, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, you can go, uh, if you want more from us, you can also go check out Mark on Twitter, Humanity Play, at me at W10 Sean, where he's talking about something, whether it's video game or other thing, uh, related. Um, of course, again, go check out the W10 Network, uh, wherever it is, whether you listen or, or on YouTube and, you get our other uh, great folks that produce content, whether you like anime or uh, I'm sure the Radlitz folks will have their own review of She-Hulk when that whole series is done. So you'll definitely get um, a full review there from him and his crew. Uh, So until next week, I'll definitely have more thoughts on Soul Hackers too. so will Mark, and we'll see what's going on in the video game world. Until then, see y'all later.
2: Later. Later.